The Blood Red podcast is heading to Dublin and the D2 bar for an exclusive live Champions League final preview night brought to you by Carlsberg on Wednesday, May 29th. Our very own James Pearce and Ian Doyle will be joined by host Phil Egan from the Off the Ball and Stephen Daly from the LFC Day Trippers podcast. Doors open at 7pm with the event kicking off at 7.30pm and tickets are exclusive to competition winners. To enter, visit bloodred.ie. That's bloodred.ie. Don't miss out. This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello everybody and welcome to the latest Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo. I am Joe Rimmer and it's Friday afternoon and we've got a week to go until the Champions League final. I'm joined by three fine journalists to talk all about it. On my right is the big man, the tall man. We're still calling him Tall Paul Ghost. How are you, Paul? I'm okay, Joe. Yeah, how are you? How come you didn't want people to call you Tall I, Paul I never, Ghost? I never said anything of the sort. I don't mind that little moniker. It's, well, it's good to be known. It? Who was it? Because I, I listened to the last one, and I think, Doyle, you said... It's one of your relatives, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. was yeah, it? it was my stepdad, who's a regular listener. Um, shout out to James. Hi, he, James. Um, what, why Hi, why James. does James he not He just want... seems to have got wound up by Doyle's constant reference to my height. Uh, I wanted to point out, it's not just me that said it. Everyone said it. Yeah, well, just for James, if you're listening, it's affectionate. It is. It, it is. And, and Paul actually gave himself the moniker <laughs> when, he, when he, he got very upset lies. that someone suggested lies. that someone else was taller than him. Damn lies. You are the tallest member of the sports desk. That's true, yeah. Good. Good. I'm also joined by Kiva O'Neill. <laughs> the smallest member? <laughs> no, I don't yeah, think no, I am, am I? Well, I don't know. You'd have to get back to back with James, wouldn't you? I'm, I'm, five, I'm five, five and a half, so five, five and fight half. me for the heist. Great. And Ian Doyle, how are you, Ian? I'm okay. I'd just like to say, please do never touch James Pierce's back. There's a chance oh, yeah, it could never, be very sweaty. Never go back to yeah, back with James. N- no, <laughs> you'll stay there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah Hello, well. James, if you're listening. <laughs> All the Jameses are listening. <laughs> anyway, anyway, right. We have eight days to go until the Champions League final. Mm. Anyone feeling nervous? Uh, not just yet, no. I, th- I think I will be. You asked me this question in, in seven days' time when the, the open training begins on the in the Wanda Metropolitano, and I think nerves will be settling in. Um, it's one. It's a weird one because uh, Liverpool, like me and you, Joe, similar age, our, our generation, Champions League finals that they've Old. gone into. Um, <laughs> we've never been fa- never been favourites. Both I think. in our thirties. Yeah, well, okay. yeah. Um, two against AC Milan. Yeah. One against Real Madrid. They they weren't favourites for any of them but this one coming into a team that they've beaten home and away in the Premier League it's, it's weird, it's weird. When's, yeah. the, when have they, when's the last time they were favourites other than Cardiff in a cup final maybe West Ham West Ham 2006 Sevilla were they favourites against no, no, Sevilla no. had won it Sevilla a couple of times maybe, before then yeah. Yeah. so it's, um, it, it's it's a weird one going into a, a game of this magnitude as favourites um, to beat Tottenham home and away Spurs have lost what was it 12 or 13 in, in the Premier League 13 yeah 13 and, and obviously a couple in the, the cup competitions and in the Champions League. So they've probably racked up close to 20-odd defeats. The pool of probably, what, six or seven maybe? So um, all the cards are pointing to the pool being the, not so much overwhelming favourites, but certainly the, the team who were who the, the strongest one going into it, which is a bit a bit uneasy, I think. Um, so yeah, that, that that's my take on it anyway. But nerves, not at the moment. Not at the moment. Kiva, you're heading out there. Will you be shaking yeah. like a leaf? I know I will. No, I don't think so. I think it was last season, <clears throat> last year when we got there, I was just so nervous because I sort of felt like we were going to get beat by Real Madrid, but now i am like got this weird confidence that we are going to do it. You just kind of think, and I'm going, so 
I feel like things are easier to control when you're there. When you're at the match, you're, <laughs> you're not playing, Kevin. I know. But, I mean, if he, if he calls me off, you know, you never know. I'll take, take so. my boots. It is a 12 pound um, bench. So. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> 11 man and one woman. Yeah, very good. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think when you are at the match, it's easier. So I'm just gonna, I'm just looking forward to obviously a little holiday and just being out there and enjoying it because I couldn't get to it last year. And you know, just to be there, I think it's gonna be really fun. Um, it just, yeah, I don't think it's weird because we're playing Tottenham and it's like they're always quite intense games, aren't they? Mm. But I'm just trying to like not look at that right now and just focus on all. I just go through the team in my head and I'm like, Alison, boss, and like, boss, <laughs> I'm like, just yeah, we'll we'll be fine. And then I go through their team and I have this little, like, there's a moment where I have this little, oh, could they? And then that just quickly dissipates with, we've got Salad and Manny and Firmino, hopefully, should be fit. It's a good attitude to have. It's a good attitude to have. Ian Doyle, you are a veteran mm. of many finals and you don't feel emotions. So are you nervous? <laughs> <laughs> My days of being nervous about football games. <laughs> swinging to, be fair, the, to be fair, in all seriousness, the last time I was nervous watching a football game was the injury time of Ajax against Tottenham because I really did not want Tottenham to score, yeah, but I had, right. a feeling, I had a feeling they were going to and sure enough... They, so they, so they, the last they, time you were nervous? The last game played? That was the last game, no, was it? The la- the like, last I can't remember the last time I was nervous for a Liverpool game or any game that I was actually... There must have been a time when Ian Doyle was nervous about a Liverpool game. Uh, Come on, even when you were younger, when you were a wide-eyed, when you were, when you were a small Ian Doyle with hair. Small Ian, now there's no need for that, Joseph. <laughs> we won't have this conversation on earth. We've all seen your, your Twitter profile. Yeah, but we picture. haven't you seen got... your picture lately. Let's put it that way. Anyway, it's the same uh, picture. <laughs> yeah, go on, go on. Um, no, nervous. No, I mean, okay. In the context of a game, the only other time I get nervous during any game is towards the last 15 minutes because you know that if somebody strikes, then that might be the end of the game. Till then, you've always got a chance. You can't lose a game before the game started, so there's no point being nervous before it. I mean, in the first half as well, Liverpool showed in 2005, you can be 3-0 down and still win. So, But it's only when it's getting towards the end, that's when perhaps it's a little bit of squeaky bum time, as somebody once said. But uh, overall, am I nervous now? Slightly more nervous about doing Blood Red in Dublin, to be fair. Yeah, well... <laughs> I think you'll enjoy it. I think, I think it'll I be very so. good. I hope so. Just don't yeah. hope I don't get quizzed on my ratings because that might be a very long night. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, it is Spurs, and I think Kiva, you made a good point there. They are they they are intense games against Spurs, and I think that's probably down to the style of the two sides. But um, Gorsty, we've spoken about this before. A lot's been made of that second game at yeah. Anfield, um, and I think Liverpool beat Spurs twice. But there seems to be this trepidation towards Spurs because of that good second half that they had at Anfield. Do you think a bit too much has been made of that? I do, and I, th- I think it's a case of people only remember the most recent. I would say about social media, people, you're only as good as like your last fifteen minutes on Twitter and so on. I think it's a case in, in the, this particular instance when you talk about Spurs because Liverpool were they played them at Wembley and they absolutely battered them, and it should have been a lot more comfortable than two one. Spurs scored a late goal through Lamella, I think it was, and probably should have had a late penalty, but Liverpool should have been well out of sight before then. Um, and at Anfield in the, in the first half, they had plenty of chances that they should have made more of. Um, Spurs did grow into the game in the second half and should have scored, shouldn't he, when Sissoko went clean through with Son and, and that piece of defender from Van Dijk basically spoiled the chance. Um, but I, 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 I do I think that, that performance from, from Spurs has been a little bit exaggerated. And I think that just comes from fans who aren't used to um, going into games with a, a sense of um, superiority, maybe. Um, I don't know, but I do think that that second-half performance has been a little bit um, built up to something that maybe wasn't. 
Sorry for the strange interlude, but my phone's just buzzed because Bobby Bacala from The Sopranos has just tweeted me back to say, and called me my friend, so there you go. You've gone very Sam Carroll there, haven't you? Just I, I know, it's all about you. But, but Bobby, Bobby Bacala doesn't tweet you every day. He does so, not know. Yeah. Which one's he? He's um, Tony's brother-in-law. He's great, Bobby. Right. Yeah. Anyway. It's not real. You and I, you and I, we looked at the stats from that Spurs we game. We did, yes. And, and both from both Spurs mm. games. And Liverpool, in terms of shots, had far more shots in each game. And it was only possession that Tottenham yeah. seemingly edged. In well, they did. Games. They did. Yeah. Certainly, um, I think it was the home game, the, the, the Wembley game that Gorsley just mentioned. I think it was 60-40. I think at Anfield it was 51-49. So, mm-hmm. you know, not much difference there. I mean, yeah, Tottenham are a good team. And I think everybody knows that. Well, they also know that they are capable of you know, putting in the performances that, as Gorsi said before, has made them lose something like 20 games this season in all competitions, certainly 13 in the league. I mean, if Liverpool played to the best and Tottenham played to the best, Liverpool win. That's, that's why Liverpool are favourites. That's how this works. And going back to a point you were talking about earlier, Liverpool, it's very rare that they're actually favourites in European finals. Mm-hmm. I mean, Alaves was one. Oh, yeah, where, yeah Alaves was one well. where they I mean, did that actually... that was hard work, wasn't well, it? Well, <laughs> and this is something, Liverpool in finals, when they win, it just it's always just seems to feel like this massive effort. You know, even like you're looking at Bolton in the 95 League Cup final, they go 2 0 up and then Bolton score for 2 1, then it, you're living on your nerves. Yeah. I mean, the, I think the last time, Cardiff was on penalties, yeah. mm. where they should have won that easily. Yeah. Birmingham was on penalties. Well, you know, West, that, West Ham was on penalties. When was the last comfortable one? The last comfortable one was probably. Yeah, exactly. But that was, they, they battered Liverpool. Dudek made the Dudek man match, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when you look at, I know people have been talking that Man City beating Watford is the end of football as we know it, which I think is possibly going over the top. But. Yeah, it was six nil. It was very one sided. Liverpool just don't seem to do that in finals. Yeah. I mean, Imagine there was, there was this. <laughs> wouldn't it be nice? <laughs> there was, wouldn't it be it'd nice be good for us filing stuff. Yeah, wouldn't it be yeah. nice to be three nil up with two minutes to go and just that, that would be good. Enjoy yeah. it. Mm. Maybe enjoy not. Maybe maybe not on. with forty five minutes to go because, as I said before, yeah. we can see that what can happen there. And Tottenham have you know shown that they can come back. So you take four nil at half time. You would. You would. Yeah. You'd sooner it that than nil nil. Let's put it that way. But but yeah, favoritism. Liverpool are favourites, and I think. As 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 Kiba said, I think it was Kiba you said about you know the Real Madrid. You went there expecting not to win, whereas I think Liverpool fans go in there expecting to win. And to be honest, Tottenham fans might be thinking, "Oh, this is our year. Our name's on the trophy because of the way that they've progressed to the final." A bit like Liverpool in in two thousand and five, but Liverpool actually played well all the way through, certainly through the knockout stages. Then, and I think Tottenham have scraped it a little bit. I mean, they were a little bit lucky with the goal against Manchester City. I mean, they did very well in 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 Ajax to win that game, but over the course of the two games. Ajax were the better team. Just they were totally naive yeah. towards the end. They just yeah, got yeah. very too way too carried away with it. Should have just shut that game down, but refused to. Um, so Liverpool will, you know, they'll know that they've got the beating of this team because I think the the last two times, that, yeah, this season they've beaten them twice, but every game's been so close. Mm-hmm. And with Liverpool's history and finals, it's just going to be another nervy game. Mm-hmm. So there will be nerves in the game. So you might be nervous. Ian Doyle might be nervous. I did say in the last 15 minutes, didn't I? Yeah. So that's I'm that, nervous that. now. You've talked me into nervousness. Yeah, so, I'm just so sitting it's going to be. Like, oh be but because it's weird is that we've had th- we're going to have had three weeks to build up to this game. And th- you know, Chris Beasley wrote a story saying the game in June is the first time Liverpool have ever played a game, a competitive game in June. In fact, I'd be amazed if they played many, if any, friendlies in that time as well. So it's very unusual. It's the most gap or pre- preparation they've had to a to a final. There's been. I think last season's was 30, it was 13 days. I think they've had 15 days once, but other than that, there's been nothing like, you know, 20, 20 days to this final. So that's the thing. I think we mentioned, didn't we, before the Ajax game against uh, Tottenham that we wanted Liverpool to play Ajax because you thought Pochettino would come up with some massive, you know, master, master plan. plan. But 
there's every chance that Klopp will do exactly the same. So mm-hmm. I suspect they may just even themselves out. Mm-hmm. Kiva, uh, like Dolly said there, Tottenham might feel like their name's on the trophy because they've had this sort of fairy tale ride to the final. But <laughs> are we looking past a little bit that Liverpool pulled off the greatest upset and the greatest comeback in perhaps European Cup history in that second leg against Barcelona? Yeah, well, that's why I was so gutted that Tottenham came back against Ajax because it just totally took the shine off Liverpool. And, you know, (laughs) Liverpool players would have been watching and gone, bloody hell, we've we've just beat Barcelona 4-0, the greatest ever comeback Mm -hmm. in Champions League history. And Tottenham have done that so late on. And they did deserve it because Ajax just sat on the... I think Tadic had a like, shot lace at the end and you were just thinking, what are they doing? Mm. The post and the, it's just yeah. like so bizarre. But I don't know. I think I don't think Tottenham fans will think the name's on the trophy at all. I think they're going to be thinking the way we sort of was last year. I don't know. Maybe it's a little bit, obviously it's a little bit closer because Real Madrid, what they'd done the seasons before and you just felt like Ronaldo and you just couldn't sort of see past it even though he had a quiet game, you know. Um, I think their fans will be a little bit hesitant thinking, this is Liverpool's game because we are the, our fan base have been so positive about it and would be in there last year and losing. I think we're prepared more this year. I'd like to think anyway. You know, like the the players will be used to now like sleeping the night before a European Cup final because they've done it last year, whether they got to sleep or not. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all these little preparations. Maybe there probably has been a little bit too much time for me to prepare because just too much thinking, isn't it? And I just I just want to get it played, get it over with, get it won. Well, you're not playing. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to realise. Just, just, yeah. just, 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 just pop be, listen because... You, you can go to Spain for a few days and you yeah. can have a nice break away from the, uh, from the office. So yeah. look at yeah. it that way. Yeah, It is, yeah. I, I think Tottenham, if, if they weren't playing Liverpool, I think they'd probably just go to Madrid thinking... Um, we're happy just to be there. I, I think I don't think any of their fans expected to be anywhere near the final when the the group stages started back in August or September. Um, they played PSV, Barcelona, Inter Milan. Uh, they were probably fortunes against Ajax, weren't they? They, they got uh, beaten yeah, for for most most yeah. of that, those two legs. Um, so I think they might just just you know be happy to be there and think um, this is a sign of what is to come under. Richard Pochettino, if there's more investments, but because they're up against Liverpool, a team they know so well, I think they might think, okay, well, we can try and have a go here. So I think that probably works against Liverpool in a way. But also, I think, as Kiva says, Liverpool have been there before. They know what it's like to, to play in a game of that size, and they know what it's like to lose, don't they? So, you know, yeah. Just over a year ago, by the time the game comes around, that they were beaten in Kiev and how distraught they all were at that. You won't want to be feeling like that again at, at um, you know half ten on June the first in Madrid. I think you're right to say that the four 0 against Barcelona has been overlooked. By the way, I, I definitely, I do, I definitely feel as though people aren't giving Liverpool perhaps enough credit for it. Do I know they were at the time; they were immediately at the time. Yeah. But, but then I it was 24 hours later that that happened, so it just sort of got. I think I think people kind of. I'm not going to say they expected it, but it was. It was a lot more unusual for Tottenham. Well, basically, Tottenham had never been to a Champions League final before, European Cup mm-hmm. final before. This would be Liverpool's ninth, ninth one, yeah, ninth yeah, one. Crazy. So there is that. And if Liverpool win it, there'll only be, is it, that's right, there'll only be AC Milan and Real Madrid who've won it more. So yeah. in that sense, Liverpool beating Barcelona 4-0 was, un, was not that unexpected because Anfield's had these famous nights. But mm-hmm. it's the fact that it was the most famous night of all. And I think Barcelona are not particularly rubbish are they let's face it they are this team that's won the, the La Liga they're going to win the, the Copa del Rey did they win the league last year as well 
I think they've won eight of the last ten, I think. Yeah, they've won quite a lot of them. So this and this he's got Messi and you've got Suarez and you've got all of those kind of players. And Liverpool beat them four nil. Four nil having been three nil down going into the game. Do you think it's been overshadowed a little bit because Tottenham's game it was more dramatic, it was chaotic, wasn't it? The you know, I the, think it's if the games were, I, think it's, I think it's if the, the game we said this in the pod a couple of weeks ago, if the games were the other way around. Yeah. I think Liverpool had you know, won on the Wednesday rather than the mm. Tuesday. Maybe it'd be a little bit different. And also there's the whole thing that Liverpool their entire season wasn't just on that. They were also then going for the, yeah. the Premier League. So the focus then went on to the to the was it Wolves game next? It was wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, the Wolves game, the final game of the season. So there was that. And now I think it's not been brushed under the carpet, but I think I think well, Jordan Shakiri did something with the out there in Marbella with the official website where he was talking. And he basically said, "I've watched the game back a few times, and <laughs> pretty sure every Liverpool fan listening to this podcast will be going. Oh, I've seen it tons of times as well because it's one of those famous moments." And it's my pin tweet. That's how much I watch it. <laughs> yeah. I, I was astounded. I watched the BT on YouTube. Just had their top twenty goals the Champions League so far, and that Mora goal that, that got Tottenham through was in there, which is. A fine goal. I don't think it's a, an outstanding goal. But the corner, well, there wasn't a single Liverpool goal in it. But that corner, there wasn't a single Liverpool no, goal in no. it. But that corner wasn't wasn't even. It. I couldn't believe it. I thought that that corner was one of the best pieces of genius play I've seen. But Klopp, in my, in my that, yeah, Klopp, Klopp absolutely loves it. He yeah. keeps saying it's one of the most clever pieces of thinking he's seen on a football pitch. But I that, wonder whether that, that video of the whole game has got the most views for BT Sport yeah, that they've ever had. Yeah. It's got like millions where the others just get like a lucky to hit a million. Yeah. It's weird though, but I wonder whether that sort of thing underlines that, yeah, that, that game's almost been overshadowed. Kind of, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it, it's a weird concept to think that it's getting overlooked simply because it was the Tuesday and Spurs was the Wednesday, but the way that it all seems to work now, you know, with social media and stuff, people literally just remember the most recent thing, don't they? I, I seem to think so. Um, I forgot the last podcast. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I mean, we've we can just rake over the same calls, <laughs> can't we? Um, but, uh, yeah, if it's overlooked from out, outside of the Liverpool bubble, you know, ultimately, who, who, who cares? Yeah, I mean, Liverpool fans know how special that night was and everyone there will never forget it and it's the results that will... People will be telling their grandkids about it, I guess, especially if Liverpool go and beat... Tottenham on June the 1st. In well, a thousand years, on May the 7th, someone will be posting about that. I'm just putting it out there. In a thousand years, years time. Years. You are very confident in the human I'm confident that people, people, people will still, yeah, yeah. Yeah, people well, still be like doing be, it. Because we're like, it through thoughts and yeah. stuff like and when, that. And when we all live underground. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll yeah. play this and be like, she was right. Will this podcast still exist? Will we put it in a time capsule and push it out into space? We'll bury it in the blue piece of garden. There's, the, yeah, there's one for your old timers. The, yeah. the red, red Pizza Garden. <laughs> we'll right. move swiftly on. Ian <laughs> <laughs> Doyle, Real Madrid, having beat Liverpool last year. But number one, they're not very happy with Tottenham. And number no, they're two, not. they're doing Liverpool a little favour, aren't they? What's the favour, sorry? Liverpool are training at their training ground. They are, but then so are Tottenham. Yeah, but they... Oh, yeah, I know what you bit. mean. I have, I, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, the story is basically that... Um, Real Madrid have made available their training complex for both Tottenham and Liverpool ahead of the game. Uh, Tottenham are going to spend Thursday and Friday there. Liverpool will spend Saturday morning there ahead because I think Tottenham are going out on the Wednesday. Liverpool, don't know exactly what day they're going out, but it's either going to be late Thursday or early Friday. Um, but yeah, Pochettino's done an interview on, a, I think it's a podcast in Spain, where he's basically, he's obviously said, he, he's, he said that, yeah, we, we, we kind of asked to stay at this I think it's called Cuidad. That's it's Spanish yeah. for city, isn't it? Yeah. So it's right, Real city. Ciudad. Is it? Ciudad. That as well. Um, so, thank you. Can you say that again. Sorry. 
isn't say like th, th. So th. it's like the th. Well, Kiva lived in Spain, didn't she? Exactly. So she's she not relying on si your senor. inside knowledge. Si senor. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, going back, to, going back to what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> the Rainbridge City, there's accommodation there. Uh, and Pochettino has said that, look, I have to stay there. But Florentino Perez, who's the president of Rainbridge, said, look, you can sleep there when you become our coach. And Ooh. Real Madrid have responded and said, look, this didn't happen. Or he's, or basically, this couldn't have happened because we are not even allowed for this Champions League final to offer that to the teams. We have offered them use of our training complex during the day, which is why Tottenham are going to be there for two days, Liverpool for one. Uh, but UEFA have sought accommodation for the two teams that were staying in their hotels for the duration of their stays there. So we said this is not true. So Real Madrid have put out this statement it's it, it basically storming a teacup and out of a molehill kind of thing, but you know, quite a nice it, narrative, it, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Grist to the mill and all that. Yeah, yeah, okay. I couldn't think of any more cliches to come up with. This, by the way. <laughs> Must be annoying for them because they've got to give this trophy what they've had for four times in the last five years and 13 times overall, and they've got to hand it to either Liverpool or Tottenham and let them train and live and get all the fans in the city they must be like well, so might, annoyed by that they might somewhat you know set booby traps on the pitches for whichever team they don't they don't want to win i'd assume they'd probably be sporting liverpool because obviously liverpool liverpool beat barcelona yeah. so. you, you've been you've been told that this yes week, i have been told that somebody yeah. a liverpool supporters group in spain spoke to them and they was basically saying that since the the win over barcelona well obviously before it as well that people say you got to beat you got to beat the catalans as, as, as it was mentioned uh and now that Liverpool have got through, Liverpool are a much bigger team than Tottenham. People know who Liverpool are. People recognise Liverpool from Rafael Benitez days. Obviously, he's a Madrid. He's from Madrid, isn't he? That's right. Madrid, yeah, yeah, yeah. So is yeah. Torres. Yep. So, the Liverpool are the team that most of the locals will be backing in the final. Okay, as, as a former Madridista, 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 you. Um, I've lost my train of thought. Madrid as a city, or um, they've had a. A crazy fall from grace, haven't they, Madrid? You think about last year, you were saying before, last year, we're going into the game thinking they're far, far better than Liverpool. But then you look at them now and think, it was the, it was the pinnacle, wasn't it, for them? And they were coming back down and, and Liverpool were on their way up the mountain, if you like. Yeah, it, I think as soon as they lost Ronaldo to Juventus, it kind of just went from there, really. They lost 12 games in La Liga, which is just bizarre. And the season was ended in a week by Barcelona, pretty much, because they got, I think... They played in the Champions League. Did they get knocked out by was Ajax? Ajax. And they'd been knocked out of... I think they got beat by Barcelona in La Liga to sort of end... They were never going to win La Liga, but it ended that sort of hope in terms of points. And then, so it was like three games. They played Barcelona again in, I think, the Copa del Rey, possibly. They got knocked out of that. So their week, it just ended. And then, obviously, Zidane come back, which you would just never think that was going to happen. And, you know, curveball, Zidane's back. I mean, he could have just retired off that, couldn't he? Treble, like European Cup. When you were over there, did you follow Real or Atletico? I followed Rayo Baiocano. Oh, oh the, yes. the, the hipster choice. I can't believe you've asked us Very that, good. Asked that question, just wa- Because it's not absolutely non-stop all week. Working class heroes have been what, just talking about them all week. I'm going to visit heard, the I haven't heard you mention them once. Well, I mention them now. When I go to, <laughs> <laughs> when I go to Madrid, I'm going to pay a little visit to their ground. Unfortunately, they got relegated from La Liga this season, which is very sad. They were 20th, so that's emotional. But, you know. Do you, do you still follow them? Yeah, follow even, them. Even though they're going to be in second division? Yeah, I'll still follow them. We're gonna lose. Um, what's his name, Marty? The, the the guy who I like who did the three initials on the back of his oh, name. Oh, dot D dot T. Yeah, Ra- 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 Thomas. Thomas. Yeah. He's from 
Okay. He's on loan from Real Madrid, so he'll go back there. But this um, isn't the Real Vallecano <laughs> podcast, anyway. It's not, it is. Yeah. It's the Real, Real, Real Madrid, Blood Red Vallecano podcast. To last season, they were already on the way down, which is why Liverpool thought they could beat them, but they obviously. Mm. But I did go to Atletico a few games at the Vicente, and. She's plowing on. This is Madrid now. I felt like Atletico fans were more like Liverpool fans in a way. I felt like there was kind of that, were, were quite similar clubs from like the areas and just then Real Madrid, just like a different sort of league. And I don't know, just going to watch Real Madrid at their ground, I didn't feel the same sort of connection that the fans felt to Atleti when I watched them. Atleti. And then obviously there's Hetafi as well, who done really well, but just got, they come, I think, fifth. Valencia just took over for Champions League places. But Madrid is a great football and City. That's all I'll say. It's the, it's and the there, ends this, yeah. there ends this Paul episode. Moving swiftly on. Balagay on next week. Bye, mate. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Keeping the Spanish theme just a touch there, but David Silva's been speaking this week. Yes. And David Silva's <laughs> been saying that the Champions League is harder to win than the Premier League and making Liverpool favourites. Paul Gorse, thoughts? I don't agree with them. I think the Premier League is, is the most difficult competition to win in the, in, in the world, isn't it? 38 games, and, and you've seen the standard that Liverpool set last season, and or this season as it still is, and still didn't win it. 97 points, one defeat all season. They were 11 millimetres away from 100 points, a Premier League title and an invincible campaign, and still didn't win the league. Um, and the Champions League, what you play? F- is it six group games? And then a further what? Eight well, is it? Six, seven, so you play 13 six. games if yeah. you don't go through the qualifiers. They're not always against the, the, the best teams in the world, are they? Liverpool played um, Red Star Belgrade in the group games. Okay, they lost to them away, but um, beat them fairly comfortably at home. And I, I don't agree with them. I mean, as much as the Champions League is the, is the pinnacle for, for club football, it, I don't think it's the hardest to win. I think that still is the Premier League. Maybe he's trying to. I don't know. Um, Put a little bit of pressure onto Liverpool for whatever reason. I'm not sure, but uh, it's not a not a statement I agree with. But then it's interesting, isn't it, Dolly? Because there's only a very select few of English clubs who've managed to win the European Cup, hmm. um, whether it be the European Cup or the Champions League. So, despite what Gorsley says and what David Silva says, it's a very difficult competition to win. It's more difficult to win now than it used to be, because I think you could have teams that could. It was when it was a pure knockout. You only had to have like one bad day, and that's it. You were out. And I know that still applies during the knockout stages, but by then, teams, you know, they, they learned, they've learned a lot better how to play two-legged games. Certainly Liverpool. You look at it. Well, Klopp's never lost yeah. the two-legged yeah. game as in Europe with with Liverpool. But I think David Silva's wrong, isn't he? He's only saying that because Man City haven't won it, yeah. basically, and it, it almost kind of but do you think it, do you think it can, I'm not sure it got lost in translation a little bit I know what he was trying to say because well, it, from his point of view it is more difficult because they haven't won it well, City exactly. have won everything else do you think Man so City fans are sitting around saying it's more difficult because they, they I don't think Man City fans are particularly done. bothered about the Champions League if I'm being honest they haven't I really think got they would the, be if they, if they got there well that's different isn't it yeah. that's different so but no it's he's wrong isn't it it's harder to win the Premier League certainly at the moment given the teams that are the teams that are there competing for it although that's not to undermine either Liverpool or Tottenham going on and winning this Champions League because if either of them does it, they've certainly done it the hard way. Because you've got to bear in mind Liverpool were within one save from Alisson of 
of going out <laughs> in the group stage and Tottenham had lost I think they, they lost the first lost three games yeah. and it was only because <laughs> the PSV PSV Eindhoven defender tackled that Inter Milan guy, guy in the final group game while Tottenham were drawing it with Barcelona that stopped them from scoring otherwise it would have been Inter Milan going through not Tottenham Kiva? I think let's go back to Madrid just for a weird second what? sorry <laughs> but if you look at the way Madrid won Real Madrid won four yeah. Because they couldn't win La Liga, and I feel like that's the sort of same comparison. Barcelona and obviously Atleti won it. Real Madrid couldn't get near, but they could in the Champions League because it's a competition of momentum, and you can go out on a night, but as well you can come back, and obviously that's sort of what mm-hmm. they've done. I feel like the Premier League's the same as La Liga. It's difficult to win because it's you can lose, like Man City lost game more games than us, but they still won it, so I feel like that's sort of, you know... The margin for error is a lot less in the uh, Premier League than these yeah. days, definitely. Liverpool well, lost all the away games, didn't they, and, and still went through? Yeah. Liverpool lost, is it four in the Yeah, lost four times as many games in the Champions League as they did in the Premier League. Right, moving on. Transfers. The transfer window is now open. Um, Paul Ghost, international soccer superstar Nathaniel Kleine. <laughs> um, yes. Is, a, is apparently a wanted man. <laughs> he is, yeah. Uh, Napoli. Napoli, uh, and a, a report co- by our friend Neil Jones. Neil Jones, yeah, N- Neil Jones goal. Um, <laughs> Napoli. <laughs> um, I read another report this, this morning as well that Napoli are after Kieran Trippier, so maybe they're just scouring the English market for, for right backs at the moment. Yeah. They've definitely approached Liverpool, by the way. Yeah, they've, they've definitely yeah. approached whether or not they made it, they haven't made an offer, but they have made an inquiry. You'd take fifteen million all day for international super soccer superstar Nathaniel Clarney, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, you were fifteen million. That that that'd be a great return for Liverpool for a player who played once last season, was it? Twice, twice, um, twice. Two chat, two starts. Sorry, against yeah. Chelsea in the League Cup and United. I thought he played well. Yeah. And of course, yeah. as we've said many a time, it was him. Being allowed on loan that uh, stopped Liverpool winning the league. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah if Liverpool could get, I mean, I think Liverpool could raise a, a fairly decent amount from the players who, who they could offload who are surplus to, to requirements. Mm. And he certainly fits that bill of 15 million. Um, good player. I like them. I never disliked them. Um, I just, he ran off nearly 100 appearances in two seasons and then it, it just slowed, slowed down for him so much. Then after he got that, was it a back injury mm. at the end of the 2016 17 season? And that opened the door for Trent Alexander-Arnold, who never really looked back. Um, so I think I'd like to see him actually go to Napoli because I think I, it always interests me when players from England go, go abroad. I always like to see how they get on in, in other leagues and stuff. And um, it'd be a decent fee for Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, take that. Fifteen million, yeah, you'd take it. He's, not, yeah. he's, he's hardly played. Is he? But he's had like four or five starts in the last two yeah. years. I, mean, I think once Trent's rise just happened, and now I just don't want to see anyone at right back other than Alexander yeah. Arnold. It's, it is crazy, isn't it? Because Klein wasn't a bad player for Liverpool, and he was, you know, he was England's right back as well. Trent yeah. sort of took that off but, him too. But, but Trent's taking it to a whole new level, hasn't he? And, and, and he's more, he's more what Liverpool wants to went to play under Jurgen Klopp. Klein's, Klein's a better defender, but. And, he, and he's very mobile, but his final ball, I mean, how many assists does he have? It's not yeah, many. How, yeah. many. how many goals does he score? Hardly any. But Trent, obviously, he's got like the record for the most amount of assists in Premier League by defending. Mm. He likes free kicks, yeah, and he scored a, the odd goal, so there you go. Well, while we're on the subject of transfers, Theo Squires has a theory. A what theory. Would you call, a very good. Yes, yeah, that's very good. We haven't heard that does one. Does everyone get it? Yeah, we, yeah, we, good, yeah. we it? get it. Yeah, it's, we get it. it's not like you were practising Tell your before. friends at home. Yeah. Theo, if you're listening... Um, that Liverpool should now sign Mario Goethe because Dortmund have signed every attacking midfielder in Germany. So, <laughs> you know, we know Klopp has tried to reunite with him at Liverpool 
um, before well, before Sa- Salah, uh, sorry, Mane arrived. So, um, Kiva, any would you, would you have a little go for Mario Goethe? He's that like eternal, eternal every year. There's sort of like mm-hmm. a link to him, isn't there? Somehow, he'd be like forty, and we'll still be getting linked to him. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. he done He's that. Royce, he done Royce, the players' he? tribune yeah. thing, didn't he? Yeah. And he like spoke about Klopp, and it was like it's he sort of like sent a bit of a message because he he just said how like gratefully as the Klopp for giving him like his I think it was in a nil-nil draw with Mines like his his proper teacher's pet yeah it's like Gorsi and me yeah but I feel like maybe we need that just like if if Adam Lallana goes I feel like maybe Goethe could sort of be that because Lallana was Klopp's first teacher's pet wasn't he really yeah that's true so he could come in and you know bring him an apple every day and (laughs) well you know you know what I was actually looking um, Josh Williams had done a piece I mentioned him in a piece this week and, and looked at some of the stats. He's actually got very decent stats this season um, and probably flown under the radar as a more creative player than perhaps he gives credit. Uh, he gets credit for. Doyle, would you um, entertain him at Anfield? Do Goethe? Yeah. World Cup. World Cup match winning. Match winning. Yeah, scored the goal and all that. It seems a long time ago. That. He, yeah, did a, he did a very good piece on place tribute. He was 22 he? then. Recently, mm-hmm. where he was, where you mentioned he, he spoke about Klopp and all that kind of stuff. But, I don't know if there's one if there's one manager who's going to get the best out of him, it's Klopp. But I'd imagine him as a player. Why would he want to come? Because he probably won't play in every game. He, he's at a stage in his career where he probably needs to be playing. And he's, he went to to Bayern and, and came back. I think he he likes it at Dortmund. But I don't know. I can't see it to be honest. And I'm not sure whether Klopp would entertain it. So is that three thumbs down for Theo's theory? Yeah, theory. I think Klopp gave him his debut in the when he was he was what sixteen and seventeen and nurtured him into a top European player and by all accounts broke his heart when he he left for Bayern Munich and for whatever reason it didn't quite work out even though he scored the winning goal in the World Cup final and he had that metabolic problem didn't he which which kept him sidelined for a good while that year wasn't it it was the best part of the season Um, don't know how much that's affected his 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 output but I must admit I haven't seen much of him for a good while now so I'm on the fence because I'm not really sure what he's all about. As Kiva mentions, if Lallana goes, he could come in, but much of a muchness, really. I think in- injury-prone mm. midfielder who doesn't really have a settled position. It's fa- written off in one. <laughs> yeah, I find it so bizarre that Klopp has not signed any former players, like Dortmund ones. You just We were always linked as well eternally with Marco Royce, wasn't we? And mm. just when, you, when Klopp came, it was like, we're going to get one of these Dort- great Dortmund players, like and then yeah, and also I think the fact that the best, the better Dortmund players have either gone or the or, old now, or, or or yeah, basically Liverpool have now reached the stage where Dortmund were at, and or perhaps surpassed it, and then either the players you say are either too old and have left, or, or not, not, good not good enough. Even someone like Pulisic, Liverpool mm. were never interested in, in him because they they felt that they were above ab- above him at, at that stage, and well, they were interested in. him. A yeah, while back. going yeah, back, back when he when he was eleven ago, yeah. eleven yeah. million teenager, and then mm. Chelsea ended up making him a sixty million pound, you know, their oh. marquee signing. Isn't he? But Liverpool never entertained it because they f- they felt like they didn't need him. Well, they do have one attacking midfielder on their books who will be playing on Monday, uh, Harry Wilson. Mm. Um, Dolly, how, how do you see his future going? I know Paul and myself have, have debated it at length at times, and I think we we both feel the same way. We still get a bit of stick for it, don't yeah, we? Yeah, still. Yeah. A little but you bit don't stick. think he's good enough. Uh, no, I don't think he is. And I don't mean that in a derogatory way towards him. I think he's a good player. I just think there's a big difference between being good in the championship and being 
very good for Liverpool at the top end of the Premier League and in the Champions League. Well, he's played for the under Liverpool under 18s, he's played mm-hmm. for the under 23s, he's played for Wales mm-hmm. and he's played for Derby. Thank you. And mm-hmm. he scores goals and sets and creates goals wherever he's played at every single level. So he's done as much as he could possibly do. How old is he now? 21, yeah. yeah. 22, isn't he? Yeah. 22 now. Yeah. I mean, that's still, I know we talk about Trent is 20 and he's, he's played you yeah. know two or th- two yeah. years or whatever but that's he's kind of the exception these days i think 22 is not old for a footballer um but it's old to like break into a team i think so yeah well you think well, it's old but, to break into a team. but then the other way around is i personally think he might go out on loan again next year to a premier league club might be derby if they come up could be somewhere else because i think liverpool want to s- see what he can do at that level <laughs> and if he does it there i think they'll give him a chance he may, you know i'm just guessing now but you know, say Derby don't come up, and uh, you know it could be the team that comes up Villa. You know, I'm just, you know, just throwing names out. But if he ended up at Villa and did really well, then you know Liverpool would look at him and go, "Well, hang on, you know, we, this this player on our books, he could save us a fortune, or the other way around is he could make us a fortune by trying to sell him." So it's in Liverpool's interest that I don't think they'll get rid of him this summer unless somebody comes up with a crazy money deal. I think Liverpool quite like him to to, to see how good he can be at the Premier League level because. They've invested a lot of time and, to a certain extent, money in his in his future. And every single hurdle that he's come up against, he's managed to get over. It's managed to impress I me. Mean, look at the game against Leeds in that, you know, that that playoff semi final where everything was going off and players were yeah. getting sent off and you know all this kind of the, the atmosphere and that. And anybody who's been to Leeds when Leeds gets a bit lively, there's there's few more hostile. I went when they got lively and beat Northampton three 0 <laughs> um, some years ago. So so Big you know game. yeah so you know what it can what it can be like <laughs> yeah Ellen Road. So he he handled that. Scored a penalty. Scored a penalty in the playoff semi final. You know there aren't going to be much bigger pressure goals than that. He's their penalty taker, isn't he as well? Yeah. Then he Which just tucked it away and he set up the goal that, he, that eventually won it. Did he? I can't remember. No, he didn't. He no, set he, up, hit he, set up, he hit the post. He hit the post. And the, but he did set up one of the goals, didn't he? Yeah. I think it was the third one. So he scored the second one with the penalty, set up the third and hit the post that ended up being the fourth. So we'll see what he's like at Wembley. And I wouldn't be surprised if he scores, to be honest, or I does something. Kiva, do you think um, he's got a future at Liverpool? It's so difficult, isn't it? He's undeniably talented watching him this season. He's obviously set-piece specialist. He scored some... <laughs> great free kicks and some great just goals from outside the box obviously penalties he seems to have all the derby games I've watched he's got a lot of energy but it is quite a young attacking team and they do flow forward quite well similar to Leeds so that game was a game to watch wasn't it um it's it's difficult do we do we keep him and like just let him sort of fester on the bench because I can't really see him playing so you want to maybe loan him out to say like a Wolves or someone like that to give him, you know, they're in the Europa League. That's give him a year down the line. I know, and then he'd be twenty three. Well, Harry, then Harry Kane a long time to get going, didn't he? Yeah, Harry Kane is the exception to the rule, though, isn't he? Well, oh. Frank Frank Lampard knows what a good footballer is. He played alongside a lot of very good footballers at Chelsea and at England mm. and at Man City. Actually, when he was there for five minutes. So if he's massively encouraged by what he sees from him. Then we have to, you know, we have to trust what he says as well. I, think I never get why Liverpool uh, decide to loan players to <coughs> clubs in the Championship. Because I think if you've got a player who you're unsure about um, whether or not they can break into the team, then surely the only logical move is to another team in the Premier League to give them that top level experience, so you can judge him and see what he's like playing and playing in the Premier League every week. Because um, Harry Wilson's been on is loan. That a more with that. difficult loan to pull off, though. Yeah, it probably is. In, in fairness, um, I think it's about levels as well. Yeah. In the sense that you'd rather Harry Wilson was playing in a winning team in the Championship than, than a, in a, a struggling yeah. team yeah. in the Premier League, yeah. where he then might not be given the chance because 
is you know because they want a certain type of players to try and keep them up. I mean, yeah. Ben Woodburn was kind of a victim of this at Sheffield United, but the completely the opposite way because Sheffield United started the season so well. really well. Mm, yeah. So they were like, well, we can't really change things around. And then he got injured, and you know, Sheffield United ended up coming up. So. He's, he's, he's the one player I'd be reluctant to sort of let go just in case, you know. So maybe like if we do sell him for, he's been, what, 25 million's been the number floating around. Mm-hmm. Maybe a buyback clause just to give us that yeah, feeling of, yeah. you know, if he does go and kick on in the Premier League with the Premier League club, then we could get him back if we wanted. But then I don't think once you sell a player, you get them back, do you? It's rarely that happens. Maybe Liverpool needs to, need to be a little, show a bit of muscle in the transfer dealings and, and do it the way around it or a Barcelona would do and sell a player and say it's a buyback clause for X amount. That, that seems to be how, how they operate. It's strange, exactly. It's what <laughs> Are you listening? Yeah, but, <laughs> but it is a valid put because you don't want him to go. And yeah. He's yeah. that. I could probably he's the top of the list of the players, the young players, where I think. But also, but I think I think that he wants to stay and he wants to prove himself. That's another thing as well. Mm. He's very keen to 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 make it at Liverpool, and he believes that everything that he's doing is a stepping stone to him breaking into that first team. He wants to have that chance. Mm. So I think if Liverpool say. Look, you go and loan at a Premier League team next season, and we'll definitely do X, Y, and Z. Then he'll, he'll probably do it. Well, why don't if they do sell him, they could sell him on at big for a big fee, and then just insert a buyback clause. Well, yeah, I think a good point. one of the yeah. options that they could do is if they <laughs> sell him, they could get a big fee for him, and just to kind of cover themselves, they could put in like a buyback clause in it. See, he's, he's ruined it there. He doesn't yeah. want too many times. Too many times. <laughs> on that note, <laughs> note, we'll wish Harry Wilson good luck in the playoff <laughs> final. Um, and, but oh, actually, before we go. Blood Red Live is coming back. It obviously is going to Dublin next week. Um, so Dublin if you're Dublin. listening in Dublin, you can get tickets by going to bloodred.ie and entering. They're, they're free, but you have to enter your name and hopefully win some tickets there. And you'll get to see Ian Doyle sit alongside James Pearce and talk about the Reds and the build-up to um, the Champions League final. Yep. And then the following Wednesday, hopefully we'll all be celebrating a sixth European Cup. Um, Blood Red is back at the Baltic Market. Um, Neil Fitzmaurice is hosting it. Peter Hooten will be on the panel alongside Ian Doyle again and James Pearce again. It's going to be a good night, isn't it, Doyle? I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. I hope we're all... No one's going to come if, <laughs> if, if Liverpool don't win. Now, so yeah. so Liverpool have to win. To win yeah. uh, You've suddenly made me nervous for the game yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. So, Thanks. so, so yeah. this one in Dublin, you have to enter a competition Yeah, um, just to go and see Doyle. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's because the tickets are free. The worst the price. Tickets are free. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but, but tickets are free. Um, Somebody asked whether they could smell me, and I was like, no. They really don't want to. No, they don't. Yeah. Certainly not today. They probably could smell you. Maybe <laughs> yeah. you're saying, is that you I can smell from here in Ireland? But anyway. Yeah, um, that was not very nice. <laughs> no. But please no, do. No. Well, My personal hygiene levels are very high. I just thought I'd like to point that out on this podcast. High in what way? Standard. <laughs> okay. Right, before we hear <laughs> Ian Doyle's feelings anymore, buy your tickets for Blood Red Live. They are on sale now at Eventbrite. Um, type in Blood Red. They're a fiver, which is pretty cheap to see Doyle and James. And we'll all be there in yeah. the audience well, crowd I won't, thing. But you two will. Yeah. Um, what are you? I'm in North Wales. So, mm. sorry. No one's going to come now, Joe. I know, I know. You can't Just be pretend that you're coming. Okay, I'm coming. So buy your tickets, £5. And if you're in Dublin, enter that competition. And we'll speak to you next week. Ta-ra. This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield.